How do I meet my soulmate? How do I move on from heartbreak? Does my dream relationship even exist? Are, are dating apps the only way I can meet people? Are all relationships this hard? This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Each week, your host dives into sex, love, dating, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Hey, 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 everyone, it's me, Dr. Love, and welcome to another episode of Between the Sheets with me, Dr. Love. So we're going to talk about divorce today. I want to talk about navigating a healthy divorce because not all divorces need to be toxic. You know, no one goes into a marriage thinking they're going to get a divorce. But sometimes those vows that we exchange, the till death do us part, doesn't quite work out how we planned. So life is really a series of events that sometimes don't go according to our big master plan. And that includes our love lives. We need to realize and acknowledge what we wanted in our 20s and 30s might not be what we want or need in our 40s or 50s or forever, because we grow and change as we experience new things in life. And that's okay. So you might have been the happiest you've ever felt when you were getting married to a man or a woman of your dreams, whatever your sexual orientation. And though we can become, you know, different versions of ourselves through life, it can also help us either grow together or alternatively grow apart. And divorce shouldn't be something people stigmatize. It really shouldn't. It's a way of just ending a chapter of your life that no longer serves you. And there is some shame around this. It's actually a really brave way for couples to say that they've identified a chapter in their lives and they're ending it to begin a new one, a new one that's on purpose and a new one that is more fitting to who they are right now. And that's quite hard for some people to transition out of that. I'm stuck in the belief that marriage is forever or I wanted it forever, but unfortunately that's not the case. So acknowledging you need to get a divorce is more mature than staying in a dysfunctional relationship because dysfunctional couples who stay together is really only for convenience or maybe the kids or maybe financial ties, but they are yet to realize they're doing more harm to themselves and their family than good by staying. And sure, getting a divorce isn't always going to be an easy process, but if it's the direction you and your spouse need to take, there are always ways you can create a healthy environment and make it a smooth transition for everyone involved, including the kids. So let's talk about these steps. So some healthy steps you can do uh, to navigate a divorce. The first one is let's take the emotion out of it. It's easier said than done, I know that. But when we act purely in an emotional state, things start to get messy and irrational. So we make decisions that we might regret later, or we say things that we wish we could take back. But accepting the fact that you're getting a divorce is the first step, and it can take some time to process. So have some time to yourself when you can fully absorb the new changes that are going to be happening in your life. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster, so you should really be as level-headed as possible from the get-go. Just accept that it's not all going to be roses. You are definitely going to go through the ending of something, the letting go of something, even if it's the letting go of a relationship, but letting go of the idea of what you thought that relationship would be. Except 
accepting that will no longer be the case is going to be the hardest thing. And once you accept that, then you can remove yourself from the emotional state and start to make some rational decisions. The next step is if you have kids, don't fret. Children are a lot more resilient than we give them credit for. So don't stress yourself out about how your kids are going to handle it or how it's going to affect their lives. If you sit down with your spouse and stay unified, you will have a better result. Of course, there might be tears and sadness, but remember it's for the best. You've made this decision not lightly and it is the best decision for you, your spouse and the family. Although there'll be tears and there might be um, some sadness around this, it will never affect their lives negatively if the adults in the relationship are not negative about the divorce or separation. So if you stay unified in your decision, if you stay unified in your practices, in the way you carry out a mature separation, the children will be very functional and accept that it didn't work out, but you both love each other probably in a different way now and you still love the kids. So you're still a family, it's just not a nuclear family and you're not living in the same place. So those things need to be discussed. As long as you have a healthy exchange with your partner about the divorce, the kids will be fine. Number three, involve the kids. You need to reiterate to them that nothing in their lives will change except they'll have probably a new bedroom. They might be able to help you pick out new furniture for the house. Make your kids part of the process because this will create a better bond with you and they can help you paint their new room or even help you move out with your spouse. So keeping the kids involved rather than shutting them out will allow them to process the situation as normal and positive rather than shameful and sad. So having your ex help you move and pack also shows your kids that you guys are on good terms and you guys are still unified and still like each other. Though you're separating as a couple, you're still a team as parents. And I think that is the main thing is that you stay a team as parents because you still are parents. And so really working through that together and showing the kids will allow them to love you the same way, because this is where we see the conflict is that kids feel guilty for loving one parent more than the other, or having compassion for one parent over the other, or feeling hard done by for one parent over the other. So none of that, you have a very equal playing field. You leave that for adult talk. You just be there as parents for the kids. The fourth thing is find a mentor. So while you might have agreed to not involve lawyers because it can get messy and expensive, you really can't get divorced without some form of third party. So if you go solo and have a simple verbal agreement with your ex, that's where things can get a little bit messy, especially when it comes to dividing assets and custody. So you do need a witness who will be able to mediate the terms of your divorce or separation in an efficient and clean way. So don't be greedy, but don't be a pushover either. Let it be known what you want from assets, custody and children and pet and stick to your guns because that is what you're asking for. Now, if you are asking and being unrealistic, then be prepared to be a bit flexible in your decision. You know, let's be fair here. The fifth one is gather supporters. You know, divorce will often feel like the last nail in the coffin for you now that this romantic relationship with your spouse is put to rest. But that doesn't mean it won't hurt like hell. And when it hits you that it's over, it is an emotional roller coaster. Like that doesn't always happen immediately. It's sort of after you've had a bit of closure and then you sit and you go, oh, wow, that's actually over. And it's the emotional roller coaster that will have you dancing and feeling free one minute 
and thanking the Lord that you are not in the relationship, but then also miserable the next moment. And so you're going to have to learn how to manage that. But supporters are going to very much play a big part in that time of your life. So the best way to combat these feelings is by having your support system in place. Family, friends, therapists like myself and helplines are there ready for you when you need them. So share your journey with others. And if you're comfortable, reach out to someone like myself and say, hey, I need some help navigating this divorce or I need some help navigating a separation. And sometimes you're experiencing thoughts and feelings that were put away. They're brought to life or they're brought to the surface. So rather than internalizing everything, which can often lead to overthinking, anxiety, panic attacks, we don't want that. Find yourself a really good support team. And if you don't have one locally or anyone that you can reach out to, if you'd like someone that is not part of your family or friends group, like I said, reach out to a professional. The other thing is think logistically. And people forget about this. They want to get away as far as possible from their ex. But if you have children, think about your child leaving their favorite blankie at your ex's house. And he lives 45 minutes away. It might sound weird, but finding a place that is actually close to your ex-partner, maybe within 15 minutes of where he lives, can really be ideal for situations with children. And it's also handy to make sure your kids aren't living out of a suitcase. So have the essential items at both homes so they don't need to lug around a bag and feel like they're nomads and they're traveling and they're not settled. You really want them to feel that they've got a place and a home. And so they want to feel at home at both houses. So logistically think of, you know, where you're going to live at the proximity to your ex-partner's house and sharing the children as well as making that place that you live in and your ex-husband lives in a home for those children. The last thing is get organized. I mean, going through divorce can be quite hectic and you can tend to lose yourself a little bit, but getting organized is going to be the best remedy for you right now. So if you and your ex have a custody schedule, try and honor that as much as possible like you would expect your ex to do. And don't waver from it. We know life can throw curveballs at you and things can come up unexpectedly. So if you and your ex need to change dates or times around, try and be flexible. Always treat the situation how you would want to be treated if you were needing a change of time or date. So let's be fair to each other. What can help situations where the schedule is really jam-packed and it's hard to keep track of? There's lots of collaborative calendars that you can download that make these heavy schedules seem not so heavy or not so chaotic. So your ex will never really miss a dance performance and you'll be able to see if they paid for a school excursion and anything else that sort of comes up for the kids. So those online apps, the calendars are really good for shared custody of children. So maybe look into that and see if you could invest some time and if it's a paid app, well, so be it. But just it could literally be a lifesaver for the both of you. So whether you need to talk to someone about your feelings after a divorce, if you're looking for advice on how to get back out there, or you need a hand trying to communicate with your kids or your ex, I'm very much available. So flick me a message anytime so that we can have a conversation about that and see how I could support you on that road to recovery. So this is Dr. Love. I look forward to getting all of your messages and all of your emails. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about these podcasts. I'll catch you on the next episode. See ya. 
Thanks. Thanks for listening to the podcast with Dr. Love. For all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head to www.drlove.com. That's D-R-L-U-R-V-E dot com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.